0: I was going to talk about being a carrier of the glory of God. Oh, that is an awesome word. Now, to be a carrier of the glory of God, you know, glory, and this stemmed from like probably a month ago. I just felt like God said, you know, I want you to look at the glory. What is it? Because when we think about glory, we think it's like, you know, we're all together. Like in Solomon's temple, or when Solomon built the temple, and it said, and the glory fell, and the priests were not able to minister because it was so heavy and thick. Yeah, that's glory. And it says in Habakkuk, it says that it described God's glory as a lightning-like shafts of splendor that streamed from his hands and fire and wind and smoke and fullness. Yep, that's glory. And it says that Christ in Romans 6, 4, it says that Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. So in essence, glory is the supernatural life essence of God. It's the power that makes him God. Wow. Now, that is deposited on the inside of each one of us. Think about that just a second. The glory of God, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the same power that filled the the temple. Can you imagine being there when Solomon dedicated the temple, the first place God got to hang out, and this is your home, God, and his glory filled that place, and everyone was like, whoa. (laughs) We can't can't even stand up. This is awesome. It's deposited on the inside of us. And we are carriers of that glory everywhere that we go. Now, when we have a revelation of this, then we start to act differently. And just so you know, it's not just reserved for God. In Psalms 8, 5, it tells us that in the beginning, man was crowned with the glory, the same fire, the same beauty that was God himself. It says that to crown, in that sense, means God put his hands on their head and crowned them with his own presence and the glory so that they began to shine like he shines. This is what was done for man in the beginning. They were surrounded and protected by a shimmering force field of glory. Now, when man sinned, we kind of lost that. But the good news is Jesus came and we got it back. Amen. That same anointing. It says that he crowned man with the glory of God. So when you accept Jesus, you become something totally new. And all the old stuff, all the old junk, all the everything else gets washed away. And you get to choose whether to walk in it or not. You get to choose each day what your day of a carrier of the anointing looks like. We're supposed to be walking in it. Romans 6, 4, it says, Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of God. Even so, or by the same glory, we should walk in the newness of life. We should be walking in that same glory that Adam had. The same glory that Jesus had when he was raised from the dead, by the glory of God, that same newness of life, we should be walking it, not that we're God, but we're like, not you know, we're not like God, like as in, whoo, I'm God, look at me. But you have that same force, that same glory on the inside of you. And as you go through your day, there are people who need that glory. There are people who are... Wanting, striving for, needing, desiring that glory. And all it takes is for us to be willing to let that glory shine, to let that glory go through us to the people around us. But there's obstacles. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Always. Now, first we're going to talk about how it's supposed to affect our life, and then we're going to talk about how we can be walkers or carriers of the glory the way God wants us to. So, how does it affect our life? It's supposed to be a life so full of fiery light of God that darkness of every kind flees from its presence. You are as big on the inside as heaven. Amen. it's, It's a life set apart, different from others. Think about it. When Peter... Right after they were in the in the upper room and Peter was filled with the glory of God through the through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And after that, when he would walk around as his shadow would would go over people, they would be healed, and they would take people out and put them on the road where he would be. So his shadow, just his mere shadow, it would they would be healed. Is there something Kooky, crazy, funny about shadows? No. It's because the glory of God was so full in him that as he walked, that presence, that force field would just do. And I use force field because we can kind of think about that way because we've all seen superheroes, right? Da! You know, they had this they had this field around them and stuff just happens when you're in that, you know, and it was the same kind of thing. As he walked, are we expecting the glory of God that in our life are we expecting the glory of god to be that available to us in our life because each one of us and and we've all i think we'll ask at the end but i think we all have jesus as our as as we've accepted him as the lord of our life And when you do, you make that exchange. Your old man is buried and dead, and your new man is alive on the inside of you. And when it is, you have that glory. Whoo! Do you expect it? Let me give you the definition of expectation. I was going to do this then, but it needs to go now. Expectation is a happy anticipation of good, a strained expectancy, an eager longing so strong that it absorbs all of your attention. Are you expecting the glory in every situation that you're in that way? Doesn't it change the way you look at things? I'll read it again. A happy anticipation of good, a strained expectancy, and an eager longing so strong that it absorbs all of your attention. When we walk through our day, when we see people... When we're at home, are we expecting the glory to emanate from us to the people around us? I, I have, I carry, I know what you need. I know that when God comes on the scene, when I lay down my life and I let it shine through me, it will make a difference. I know that. I'm expecting it. And it's not ostentatious. It's not pride because in a minute we're going to talk about how it's not you. (laughs) Amen. But it is an expectancy that absorbs all of your attention. Think about it. There's been times in your life like when you're waiting on a phone call. (laughs) They're going to call me. And you're like, you know, looking at your phone. You're picking up your phone to see if it's... Did I miss phone call? Did I have it on silent? Was it you know? And and it absorbs all of your attention because you're eagerly awaiting that phone call. You're eagerly awaiting them to drive up in front of your house. You're eagerly awaiting, and you know it's going to happen, and you just have to wait for it. And you're it's like oh, here it comes. It's coming right now. To my house, you know. The mailman comes, you're like, my package is in there. (laughs) Come on, mailman, you know. (laughs) The tracking number said it was coming today. It should be on my front door. An eager expectation of everywhere that we go, the glory of God will be there. All right, so... (laughs) This gives us a life full of hope, joy, peace, and all of our needs met. It changes our direction and our focus and purpose. Key, we have to lay down our life. You know, John said I was going to have him make me something. And I am a visual learner. I don't necessarily need to experience something with my hands. But if I can hear it, if I'm sitting and I'm listening and you make it interesting enough and I hear it, I've got it. Or if I see you do it, oh, okay. I mean, I think I could do brain surgery if I watched them enough. <laughs> it, I don't know. Probably wouldn't want me to try it, but <laughs> I've seen, I mean, I'm, I am like that Holiday Inn Express commercial. I've seen him do it sure it doesn't seem that hard i mean (laughs) so i had john make me a carrier of the glory box just so you get a visual and i will turn okay i know right (laughs) i may have made the new fashion statement but it says i might need to see my notes uh it says This comes by laying down our life. Now, this isn't as complicated or as hard as it seems. We imagine laying down our life as, oh, I'm going to go into the ministry, and I'm going to serve God full time, and my life will never be the same, and everyone will want what I've got. Well, unfortunately, (laughs) it starts with us. And it starts with our home. And it starts with our husbands. But, and I'm telling you this because at one point I was at a ladies' meeting, and Janet Lay came, and this was back before John and I were paying attention, since you all know John. I don't have to say my husband, you know his name. <laughs> John and I were, weren't exactly paying attention to our Christian upbringing at the time. Even though I was saved at four and Phil's Holy Ghost at eight, there was a time where I said, hold on, God, I'll be right back. <laughs> and you'll obviously want to take my brain because I'm not going to be using it where I'm going or what I'm doing. So <laughs> we were not paying attention to our Christian upbringing. We described it as our first five years of marriage. And if you saw my first wedding ring, you would go, oh. <laughs> I mean, it is It's bent. Missing stones, like the set set kind of cockeyed in there, and it looks like it just like somebody just drug it across the ground, going about a hundred miles an hour from here to Tulsa. Threw it out the window once, but <laughs> I actually did. We were pulled over and we were fighting. I. Fortunately, we didn't drive away because I had to get out and go find it. (laughs) Fortunately, I don't have a good arm because it didn't go real far. (laughs) We knew how to fight. We were good at it. But at one point, Janet Lace, she came to a ladies' meeting, and she gave me, like, this stuff is, like, it seems simple, but not. (laughs) High-five me on that one. Like, she would say things like, you need to honor your husband. <laughs> Whether he's being godlike or not. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> you know? That sounds like stupidity to me. You know, and, but, and she would say things like, you need to be, you know... Sex should not be a tool. Sorry, are there any little kids in here? I don't think so, right? Oh, he can he not understand. He won't get it. <laughs> sex is not a tool. You shouldn't just, you know, oh, if you're good, you get to have sex, and no, oh, if you're not, then you don't. You know, that kind of thing. You just need to be available. You know, John loved ladies' means because then we would come on and be like, she said, let's go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He had no problem sending ladies' meetings. Go on, go. I'll see you when you get back. (laughs) After a few times, he learned it was all good. You know, and he said, (laughs) she said, you know, you should be able to do your dishes without, and nobody help you and not fall apart. (laughs) You know, and all those kind of things. I mean, she was, like, speaking, like, life stuff. And I'm like, I'm here to hear God's stuff. What are you talking about? You know, and it was like, but... (laughs) That's why we come to lazy means, beings, right? hear God's stuff. We don't want to know that we're supposed to be wiping down our sink every night before we go to bed. <laughs> we don't want somebody to tell us, you know, you should wipe your bathroom down every night before you go to bed. What? <laughs> Say who? <laughs> so at times... That that was not where I was living. I'll just tell you that right straight up. I was not living there. He said something stupid. I'd say something stupider back. Cause you know. <laughs> now, <clears throat> I, I've got the victory most part most time over that. You know, God gave me a plan to get out of that one. <laughs> Praise Jesus. But <laughs> I don't. One of well, one of us probably not would be incarcerated at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the plan oh is i'm getting to that now you know it's not complicated it's not hard first of all and, and there's an order to this and she talked about order too in your home and she said love god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength oh yeah that's what i came for yes tell me that that's what i want to know and then she said love your husband that's the very next thing. He should feel like a king in your home. OK? Uh, now, now, get this, ladies. It was so drastic at my house when God finally, because I would bawl and complain and moan in front of him,." Oh! And, he, and he would tell me what to do, and I' be like, "That is ridiculous. And then finally, he was like, if you treat him the way you would treat him, if he were walking after me and doing all the things he's supposed to, you will see fruit. Fine. So, yeah, you know, and, and with, that, with that, I'm like, God, you've got to give me words to put in my mouth, and you've got to give me things to do. Because I cannot do this on my own. I have to say something back, apparently. That's yeah. apparently the way I'm wired. <laughs> and... and and so I, got, I started getting up and fixing him breakfast before he went to work. I made his lunch and packed it for him. I would put little sweet notes in them. And he's still doing the exact same thing he was doing the day before. Nothing changed. And my brain did not deserve it at all. No, I'm just being honest. Started making lunch. And when he would say something that was ugly, I'm like, God, you got uh. to. He was like, just tell him you love him. I'm like. I, I love you. And you're like, really? What do you want to say? And I'd be like, I love you. <laughs> Can we skip to the next thing? <laughs> and so that's the way that's the way it went. And it was such a dr- dramatic change. And I am not lying in any way, shape, or form, because I'm standing up here holding the glory. Uh, a week later, he asked me, no joke. He said, are you going to kill me in my sleep?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he was like, I just want to be prepared. <laughs> Maybe that you've made this last week awesome for me. <laughs> but, Em, are you going to kill me? <laughs> no. Following God. <laughs> 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 so it was that big of a difference between paying attention to what God said and not. But anyway, okay, so we're supposed to love God, then we're supposed to love our husbands. Like, he is, like, when you wake up, what can I do to make his life better? What can I do to make his life easier? What can I do that would make him smile? Then, after that, children. Notice children weren't above husband. Children, next. We don't idolize our children, but we do make them a priority. After that was our ministry. After that was our home. And we like to have, you know, like cleaning, stuff like that the ridiculous parts of life. Still still struggling with that? You can pray for me if you think, well, I wonder what Elizabeth needs prayer for. Oh, yeah, encouragement to clean. (laughs) In case you're wondering, that's where it is. But anyway, we, that, to me, God said, okay, that is laying down your life. Because when you don't, there are times that you can say, okay, you know what? And, and it's listen to God's voice, follow his plan, and don't rely on the past. Those are the steps that he gave me. Listen to God's voice, follow his plan, and don't rely on the, plat- on the past. It's about having an ordered and balanced life. Both of those words scare me sideways ordered and balanced because I have a very addictive personality when I get into something I want to do it all the time Yes, I'm doing it. I'm like I want to knit 24 hours a day when I start knitting yes you guys don't need to eat right you know and, or and it's very ordered and balanced and I just have to tell you this year we go to school at seven I have to be there at 7 15 And those of you who have been with us a while, you remember back when we used to do calling and and the ladies would be like, well, on Saturday, when can we give you a call? After (laughs) 9. Please don't call my house before 9 o'clock. In the summer, please, you know, it was that kind of idea. And I have to get up. I have to leave my house before the clock says 7 or I'm late. Wozers, I'm not, in the past, I would not be awake before then. So... I have to be there at 7.15. And I felt like, and then I get there in the summer and I find out I have first hour prep. I'm like, why does he hate me? This is ridiculous. I need to change schools. I think this is horrible. Not only do I have to be here at 7.15, I prep the first thing in the day. What a long day. Oh, you know. Just being honest. And then I felt like God said, well, what I want you to do is I want you to set aside your prep. And I want you to spend time with me on your prep. And then when you get out of school, I want you to go straight and work out. Awesome. So everything's all jammed there together. Awesome. I love that, God. I'm like, you're going to – and I prayed, and I thought, okay, all right. I'm, obviously, I've learned enough to not balk at God. That is stupid. So I did it, and this has been by far the best year I've ever had as far as that kind of stuff goes. And God in his infinite mercy, I gave him my prep. And I- I'm just telling you this because when you follow God, there's always provision. There's always provision. And and those are times when you like run off copies and make tests and that kind of stuff. God, there's this girl in my class who has an aide that walks with her wherever she goes and all she has to do is get her to class, and then in class she doesn't need any help. And then in between classes she needs help. And this girl is like, she can't sit still. She's like, mm, I need something to do, and she's got nothing to do. And she like, she can't text. She can't, you know, <laughs> She could read a book, but she's like, anything that you want me to do, I will do it for you. Praise God! Yes. Could you run off? And all the other teachers are like, I don't know. <laughs> Send her to me during your class, because I know what to do with somebody that will help. You know, and, <laughs> but it's it's about having an ordered and a balanced life, and, and making sure that that your priorities are your priorities, and you follow through with your follow throughs, and, and and giving everything its place, an ordered and balanced life, and that you, and that there, okay, that there's a time for everything. And you have to be willing to give up yourself for the fruit. And the trouble comes when something is given more time and attention that is required or appropriate. Oh, that got quiet. Because here's what happens. When we're going through our day and 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 we're carrying the anointing, and we decide that... You know what? I need to do this. And you know it's not right. And you know God said to do something else. We put a little filter over our glory. Or when we're walking down the road, <laughs> or in my case, walking in my house, because that seems to be where all the tension comes from. <laughs> all the opportunities to lay down myself <laughs> seem to be in my house. If you want to lay down yourself, just come to my house. There's opportunities everywhere. But uh, I never get time to myself. I'm just, you know, I'm going to call Sister Sally, so whatever, and, and just, you know, see what she's doing. And it's like, you know, you should get off the phone because it's time to cook dinner. And you just stay on the phone and hang out. We'll, and, and we justify it. I never get time to myself. Or somebody irritates us. And we're just like, you know what? That's the last time. Sorry, you're just the next kink in this puzzle. And it gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And the whole time we're thinking, I am a carrier of the glory of God, don't you know? And I can help you. And, you know, we're supposed to have this light into our feet. (laughs) You know, your word, Lord, it guides me everywhere that I go. And you're like, I can help you. I have the glory. And all the while, you're filtering your light. Because God really, and this is the word that kind of put it all together for me. God was like, when you go into your flesh and you just like... And then you're like, oh, I need to be spiritual. And you jump back over here, and you want your glory to show, well, you've got all these filters. It's like he the way he explained it to me is like you put just a little bit of you. Every time you jump into you, you put a little bit of you over me. Or, and this is my favorite, that's just my personality. I'm just like that. Don't our personalities cover a lot? I'm not real organized. That's not, my per- That's not my personality. I'm not real soft and gentle. That's just my personality. I shouldn't have been a nurse. I know that. <laughs> but what happens is we cover up. And not only do we keep what is in us from coming out, we also filter what God says to us through this. To the point that it's just like, what? And we get, we get farther and farther and farther and farther from truth. Because there's something blocking us, and it's us. And you can see it in people, when they... You know, when they, when they decide to get in this place, when they step over in the flesh, you, you take on two kind of personas. You either get cranky, and you should not be around other living human beings at that time. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you should not be around me. And, and, and so what you do is you keep people at a distance. Because who wants to be around Debbie Downer? I mean, come on. Or you just know that when you get around them, they're going to rip your head off. Nobody wants to be around that. Just being honest. When you're cranky, everyone wants to leave. Yep. My, I would come home, and somebody at school would set me off, as my kids would say, and they'd be like, whoa, who did that to you? <laughs> and you should go back outside. <laughs> so we we either get super cranky or, and this is the one that we tend to gravitate to the most and you can i can see it in kids because they're not real good at it yet but as adult ladies we're pretty good at it i'm fine and you can watch a mask come over their face and they try to throw on a smile oh it's all good i'm fine I just took some lithium. It's all good.
1: (laughs) And so they live behind this mask
0: when all the time on the inside they're seething or there's something that's bothered them or they've taken an offense. And they think that because they put on this persona, like, oh, I'm all happy. It's all good. We all love each other. That it's okay. And that is just as fake and just as keeping people at a distance as being crabby. Both of them will keep people, and and that's what we're doing. We're putting up defense mechanisms that says, "I, I can't let you in right now. God, I can't let you in. You think it's people. You think you're keeping people at bay. You think you're keeping your heart guarded and safe but you're keeping God out as well because you've thrown up a wall. I'm fine. Instead of getting real with yourself and saying, I need to deal with this because you'll watch. I mean, the fruit will show up from this everywhere. You'll just be going down the road and somebody will do something that's like minor and you are like, ba, bah, 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 and then, bah, 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 you know, and you are going off on them and they're like, whoa wow because you haven't dealt with an issue in your heart i got to live this wednesday dang it i thought i was gonna make it through came home from church and there was i have two grown children at my house relatively and they had eaten dinner and there was still stuff in the sink and okay that's fine and i walk in and i at this point i'm just tired and I see the sink full of dishes, and I'm like, all right, I need both of you to come up here and help me. Because they said they would put the stuff away, and this still wasn't put away. And they didn't. They were downstairs playing and giggling with this new thing on their phone, and they were like, they didn't even respond. Ticked me off. So I yelled downstairs. you're both jerks. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> and so they came up. They came upstairs and none of us had any fun doing the dishes. Well, it's not any fun anyway, but you know, you can, have, <laughs> you can have fun hanging out with your kids and doing dishes. We do it all the time. But in this instance, because I decided that it wasn't appropriate, the response, because I decided that it wasn't what I was looking for, it wasn't what I wanted, then they were jerks. And so I lost 20 minutes of peace because in my mind, I'm just, I do all this stuff and and I'm, I cooked the dinner and I went to church. And I am just giving it to them in my head. So finally I'm like, all right, are you going to be honest and real or are you just going to be just a hag? Because at that point I was. I was being a hag. And so... I had to I had to tell them, like, "Okay, look, here's the deal. I came home, I was tired, and I wanted help. And when you didn't respond, it made me feel unappreciated." That was the honest response. And they were like, "Well, we were just playing with the game. We were on our way up." And you know, I'm like, I I, I realized that." And they were like, "It's okay." it's no big deal I'm like I know I just needed to be honest with you and then Daniel said something I said well unfortunately it was a pity party that you got invited to (laughs) (laughs) again my bad (laughs) you know but I instead of just throwing on a, a either I'm so cranky and and they didn't want to come hug me. They didn't want to come snuggle up with me. They did because I was cranky. They didn't want to be around me. See, I had pushed them away. I had said, This is, I don't want you around me. I don't like you right now. <laughs> Instead of saying, going down there and saying, Okay, guys, if I would have asked in the way that I asked when I forgave or when I asked for forgiveness, it would have changed everything. Instead of, this is what I want. This is what I need. You need, you know, because when I came in and saw the mess, I I flipped to this didn't meet my expectations. And so I filtered what God had and I just showed him me, which gives zero fruit. But every time we take a step back and forth without forgiveness, without saying, oh, because God's a God of mercy. Whoa, praise Jesus. (laughs) Woo! He's a God of mercy and he takes care of us. But we have to acknowledge the fact that we're not, that it's not fine. And it doesn't mean that every single time that you blow up that you have to go to people and say, okay, this is what happened. But if you if you're still struggling with something after about ten or fifteen minutes, because at my house we're real short about, you know, we get things settled pretty fast. It doesn't linger for days. (laughs) I don't know how people do that. I don't know how you can hold a grudge and not talk to somebody for days. That flips me out. But if you're holding on to it and you're still struggling with it, like you say, oh, God, I forgive them, and it still keeps coming up, you need to do something about it. Or if someone offends you, oh, if somebody offends you, they probably have no idea. And you're filtering everything that they say through this you've offended me filter. And so everything that they say gets taken out of context. And this happens with your husbands quickly. Your co-workers quickly. The people you work alongside of. This is a balanced life where you give time to what's worthy of time. And I'm not saying that you have to spend your entire life giving and doing for others. But when you do this, God will make time for you. God will make a place for you. God will give you those, those friendships. Because when you're honest and open, because we walk around with these offenses, and we walk around with these hurts, and we walk around with this stuff, and God's trying to tell us stuff, and all we hear is, that hurt my feelings. Instead of forgiving them and letting it go, we walk around with this, and it filters who we are because then we act like we've been offended. (laughs) We act like, even though we say, I'm fine, (laughs) it doesn't show. It's kind of like being a smoker and walking into a place and think, because you put perfume on, nobody smells it. (laughs) It's the same kind of thing when you walk around with an offense it has a little stank to it (laughs) and it it kind of stinks up everything you do and people know it when you walk like when you go and talk to somebody and you have something in your heart against them immediately you're just like hey what's different about you That's so different. you acting so different. Did I do something? No, lie <laughs> We have to be honest with each other. We have to be honest with the people around us, but we have to give we have to give God an opportunity to work. This is the list that he gave me, and I will take this off now. Thank you, John, for making that for me. I give you props on tape, bub. <laughs> but we have to. When we get in those places, we become double-minded. And I want to read that to you in Romans 8, 6 through 8. It says... For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So those who walk in the flesh cannot please God. It, it's, it's very plain, it's very simple. This isn't This isn't a hard word. It can be a sobering word. You know, in my instance, it was, are you going to kill me? So (laughs) sobering, I mean, it is a sobering word. Not sobering meaning that we had to be all down about it. But it's sobering in that if we really take a look at our life and look at how we are living it, are we honoring things in the order that God gave us? And if we are, then praise God. If we got something out of whack, fix it. Watch the fruit and move on. Because now I have a marriage, I have a husband who loves me. Well, he's always loved me. But who honors me and goes out of his way to make me happy and loves to be around me. Loves, loves, loves to be around me. Loves a lot to be around me. <laughs> I mean, he is <laughs> he's like, he, my, my ringtone for him is that uh, One Republic song come home come home <laughs> because that's his heart i mean he always wants me around him we don't want we don't like being away from each other if i'm gone for more than two hours like where are you what are you doing why aren't you home <laughs> because we enjoy each other and that wasn't the case in the first five years we were looking for ways to get out <laughs> why are you here Go away. <laughs> so, what a- image, and it comes down to this, what image is capturing, capturing your heart? When you're living by faith and relying on the glory, faith and hope will rise up and begin to form a new image in you. I had to begin to see myself differently. I had to begin to see John differently. I had to begin to see my family the way I ordered my family differently. It wasn't about doing what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. God told me, he said, He said, you're going to have to be the person I want you to be, not the person you want to be. Which in most cases are, are kind of the same, but doing it God's way brings fruit. Because we see something on the inside of us. We all have dreams. We all have visions. We all have a place that we know we're going to end up. But we have to go the way God wants us to so that when we get there, we're ready. Our character's ready. The way we interact with people is ready. The way we love people is ready. So we have to go about it God's way. Uh, When you focus on the power, when we focus on the power and glory that resides in us, this is what we see. The love of God is in you. The mind of Christ, the anointed one is in you. These are all promises you can lay hold of. You can begin to shape your image toward that. All the fruit of the Spirit is in you. Already. Are you tapping into it? Are you relying on it? Are you okay God in this situation I need patience. I have patience because it's already in there. I don't have to conjure up patience. I don't have to work through patience. It's in there. Rely on it healing is in you deliverance is in you all the wealth of heaven itself is in you the glory of god but are we expecting it that definition a happy anticipation of good a strained expectancy an eager longing so strong that it absorbs all of your attention are you looking for that everywhere that you go in every instance in every situation the glory of God, 2 Corinthians 4, 6 through 7. Oh, good one. It says, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness, who was shown in your hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Then 11, yes. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sakes. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. You are carriers of the glory of God. Everywhere that you go, that <laughs> dun, dun, dun. the glory is here. Because it is mighty, it is awesome, it is powerful. It can do things that nobody else can do. And we should rely on that. All right, let me know. i give you a poser. But uh, we have to know that this is at our fingertips, inside us. Not just at our fingertips, but a part of who we are. Sorry if I'm blinding you. A part of who we are. It's a very bright light. But so is the glory. It dispels darkness. It dispels, and it should be that no evil thing can be around you because the glory is so strong. All we have to do is lay down who we are. That's it. That's the only prerequisite, is laying down who we are for who he is and letting this shine through us. Amen? Amen. Okay, John, I want that. All right. So what we're going to do today is what, what I felt to do was I felt to pray. Because I think there are some issues in our heart that we haven't let down. And I think there's some places in our lives that we need to let God work. And I think there's some things in our life that we have to do. I'll put this right here so you remind it. That we have to do. We have to change. We have to fix. We have to rearrange. Well, Father, I thank you for today. I thank you, Father, that this is a an opportunity where we got to look at ourselves. And every time that we take a second and look at ourselves, Father, you show us something beautiful and glorious and lovely. And what we need to get rid of to complete that vision. Thank you, Lord, for a moment in your presence. Amen. Well, thank you, ladies. I had a blast. Um, it, is a, it is truly an honor and a privilege to be able to do this, and I thank God that he is faithful to give a word when there's a gathering of his people. Amen.
1: Lord, I'm grateful for Elizabeth. You know, um, I, I have felt recently that the Lord has been saying to me, uh, I need you to take it up a level and return to um, some of the things that used to be important. You know, over time, we can easily become watered down in uh, what and, and it's an opportunity for the enemy to take advantage of us. And in the society we're living in today, uh, what Elizabeth shared, especially Janet Lay's teachings uh, back in the day when we started this church, uh, there's always ways you can excuse or make excuses for not living your life the way God asks you to live. And recently one of my kids said, um, or I think it was actually one, I think it was, yeah, it was maybe one of the kids that said, oh, yeah, Grandma Lou's of that old generation. She still makes Grandpa John's lunch. And uh, I thought, you know, we don't want to lose what God has given us because really in our homes, in our families, uh, it's not worth losing the glory of God. Because what we lose is the ability to keep our family and our homes the way they should be. And so I appreciate that Elizabeth's young yet, and she teaches the same principles and values. And I've watched her live it with John. And, uh, of course, I'm his mother, so I have to take credit for some of that misbehavior. (laughs) You know, I drug that poor boy all over. I think he moved. I forget how many times he's got them all counted. You can ask him. And, uh, you know, I, I made a lot of wrong decisions. I didn't have the word of God. I didn't know the truth. But I have a real heart for the generations that are coming up now. And you do not change God's principles based on the day you're living in. His principles work on his power. And like Elizabeth said, the glory. And God has really been speaking to me about, um, you know, the way we see ourselves, the way we carry ourselves, the way we dress, the way we look. And uh, last week's message on patience, tomorrow's message, you better come with your (laughs) self-buckled in. Hallelujah. I am not one. That wants to give a, a word of um, maybe correction, but I believe God is correcting us, and I believe God is saying, "There, the, everybody who's going to walk with Him is going to have to come back to this kind of a walk." And it's not legalism; it is the what Elizabeth talked about today. Uh, that was just an excellent message, and I believe all of us need to really hold on to that because uh, what I'm going to share tomorrow has a lot to do with what she shared today. But there will be no glory. In the church, the, the glory of God will be withheld from the church unless the church represents the father. And so, uh, you know, I believe God's calling us. And just what she was saying today just confirms it to me. I've heard it other places as well, but just things that God has been checking me on. So I encourage all of you to listen to the Holy Spirit. You have been, been created women for such a time as this. And uh, we have a power. We have a power and an ability through the Holy Spirit of God, to bring forth in this earth, just like we bring forth life when we deliver babies. We have the ability, if we stay tuned in to the one who made us, to be mighty in the day we're living in. And none of your families will be decreased, none of your children, none of your grandchildren. Uh, the, the Glenn Beck had said on his show, Bill told me about this, I thought it was really something, he said, I have a, uh, an idea that, uh, homeschooling children are excelling far above in the testing than the public schools, and this is nothing to put down public schools. I have, uh, we have people in this church who teach my daughter, one of them, and Allison. But, but there, there's a, there's a squelching sometimes of what you can do unless you're really wise and you really listen to the Holy Spirit. I believe you can still do it, but you just have to find a different avenue to do it but he said i i think maybe all these retired people that we're having in the generation of the baby boomers that are retired all these grandparents need to start homeschooling all their grandchildren this was the reason this was the reason not as much education as they have the moral values they have the truth of the word of i mean they are they are people who have not let go well i want that to be all the way down into the other generations. I don't believe it has to be just the grandparents. Now I think that's a great idea, you know, that we that we help. But I'm telling you, there's a generation that is leaving those kind of things. And the church has got to bring back those things. So I believe it started today with all of you. I'm going to be looking for the glory in me. Look in the mirror at yourself to see if your glory's showing, not your makeup's on right or your hair. Check your glory. <laughs> Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for Elizabeth. We thank you for the word that was delivered here today. We know it's your Holy Spirit. And I thank you that Elizabeth has ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying and is willing to lay down her life to be what you've called her to be alongside John. Because I believe that's what you're looking for in the earth. And I believe that's a team that cannot be stopped. It doesn't mean anybody's perfect, but it does mean that there is a power released that you know about, that you said would be there with Adam and Eve. It was lost in the garden. But it is here today for those couples who decide to put Jesus first for the singles who decide to let the glory of God shine through their life for their purpose and their destiny for the older as well as the younger and all in between that you want to be revealed in the earth. Use us, Lord, in Jesus name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a blessed day. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.